0: Hello, welcome to the podcast of Chesapeake Baptist Church. This morning we'll be preaching out of Proverbs 21, and the title of the message this morning is, You Get What You Go After. Please enjoy. Proverbs 21, 21 this morning. Proverbs 21, 21. Proverbs 21, 21 this morning. Reading through the book of Proverbs. in I come upon this verse. And uh, it's just a powerful, powerful verse. And the Lord gave me some things about it this morning. Proverbs 21:21. 21, 21. If you're only if you're physically able, I'm gonna ask you to stand to your feet in respect and reverence for the word of God. <coughs> And we will read one verse this morning, Proverbs 21, twenty-one, We'll read it twice. He that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth life, righteousness, and honor. Let's read it one more time. He that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth life, righteousness, and honor the title of the message this morning is you get what you go after you get what you go after let's pray dear gracious heavenly father lord we're so thankful once again that we're all in this place today we're so thankful that we're here by your divine providence lord and lord we've come to fellowship together we've come to listen to the preaching of your word we've come to worship almighty god Dear Lord, I pray that you would be with us this morning as we receive the word of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. You know, it is said of the Royal Mounted Canadian Police that they always get their man. That's like their little saying. They always get their man. And there might be some lawmen some Old West lawmen, that it, that, that, that same, they said the same thing about them. If they go after somebody, they're going to get them. If Rooster Cogburn's coming after you, he's going to get you, okay? You know, they always get their man. But, you know, there are some, several things in this life you go after, you may get them, you may not. Think about a job. Or promotion you may go after a job or you may go after a promotion and in some cases you get them and in some cases you don't maybe you're a business seeking a loan for project or building or maybe you're a student and you're seeking a scholarship or student loan or maybe even you're you're pursuing that big buck out in the woods with the big rack, you may get it, you may not. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Maybe you're in here today and maybe you're seeking after a relationship only to get rejected. Maybe you're in here and and, and you're seeking to, I don't know, refinance your home. Maybe you left your house one day thinking, I am going to come back in a new car, and you didn't. And then other times, a new car is the last thing on your mind and you find yourself coming back with one. So it works both ways there. But you know, sometimes sometimes these things happen and sometimes you get it and sometimes you don't. Our verse this morning says, He that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth life, righteousness, and honor. I want you to understand this morning that the values that Solomon is talking about in this verse are more valuable than those things I mentioned by way of introduction. These values in this verse, they're more important than a job, more important than a promotion, more important than a relationship or a new car, more important than Bambi's dad, more important than all those things. There's nothing wrong with having some deer meat in the fridge, I'm not saying that. Uh, but, you know, uh, they're more, the, these values are more important than those things. But, you know, uh, they, are, they are more valuable than all the things that I talked about by way of introduction. But the thing is, is those things you go after, you may get them or you may not get them. But there's a promise in this verse. There's a promise here. This verse is different. This verse makes it g- very clear If you go after righteousness, if you go after mercy, it doesn't say you may find these things. It doesn't say you might find these things. It says you will. He does find life, righteousness, and honor. Well, let's open some. Let's open Webster's Dictionary this morning, and let's uh, define some of the terms here we have this morning. The first term we're going to define is the word "followeth." The word "followeth" in that verse—it's a very strong word, and the reason why is because there's a continuous action attached to the word. This is somebody who is continually falling after. Uh, following after something. In other places in the Old Testament, this same word followeth is translated as pursue. So when you say followeth, it's this idea of hunting. It's this idea of chasing. It's this idea of pursuing. In a negative context, it means persecuting. So you see, this is a very strong word, followeth. Now, to tell you something, Solomon didn't say. Solomon didn't say that if you meander nonchalantly towards righteousness and mercy, that you'll get these things. No. He said, you've got to pursue them. You've got to follow them. You've got to hunt them. You've got to chase them. You have to pursue greatly. And you know what this means? This means that these things aren't just going to fall into your lap by accident, it's not going to be an accident. They're not just going to fall into your lap. So the next word we're going to define here is uh, this word findeth. Findeth means to attain, to acquire. It means to attain something sought for. It doesn't say he may find it. It doesn't say that he may or may not. It says he does find it. And it's not the generic brand That he finds, he finds the name brand. I buy generic on most stuff, but some things I just can't do generic on. Mayonnaise is one of them. I got to have name brand mayonnaise. Now, I was raised on blue plate. I went to Yankee land for four years, used Hellman's, came back. I still use Hellman's, I'm sorry. I know it's heresy. It's heresy down here. But, oh, some of y'all didn't like that. Uh, oh, no, I'll use blue plate. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. But, uh, but so it's j- mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is one of them. I just, I got to have the actual brand. On oh, most other stuff, I will. When it comes to bread, stuff like that. Give me the cheap stuff. But, you know, some stuff i got to have the name brand stuff. And when it says you're going to find these things, you're not going to find a cheap knockoff version of it. You're going to find the thing, the very thing that you are looking for. Now, the next word we're going to define is the word righteousness. Righteousness in this verse can be defined two ways. Number one, it can be defined as, listen to this, Acceptance by God's perfect standard. So that's the first definition. The second definition of righteousness is adherence to God's perfect standard. So we have righteousness as acceptance by God's perfect standard and adherence to God's perfect standard. Now, if you know anything about your Bible, that presents the problem. Because I can't get that on my own. I can't attain that. In and of myself, that kind of righteousness is impossible for me to attain. It's impossible for me to get. I can't make. I can't come up with. I can't create. I can't produce that type of righteousness. What does the verse say? Solomon is talking about a man who is pursuing something that he can't attain on his own. But then he says, this guy chases after righteousness and he gets it. He pursues it relentlessly. It's his sole focus. Brother Brett, I thought you said that we can't attain it on our own. I'll get to that later. Next, we're going to define the word Mercy. Now, mercy is a wonderful word in your Bible. And what mercy really means is mercy means God's loyal love. In fact, this same word mercy in Hebrew, in other places of your Old Testament, is translated as loving kindness. It's God's loyal love. It's a it's 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 it is. And com- it's his loyal love and commitment to those who have received and trusted in him. So this verse is talking about people who pursue God's mercy, God's loving kindness, who pursue God's loyal love. Why? Because they know how desperately they need it. We desperately need God's loyal love. We desperately need his mercy. We desperately need his loving kindness. Every day in our lives, we have to be aware that we need God's mercy. So this is a guy that's seeking and he's pursuing after righteousness, which is acceptance uh, by God's perfect standard and adherence to God's perfect standard. He's also following after God's loving kindness, his loyal love, because he know he needs it. What does he find? He finds life. He finds the righteousness he's looking for. And he finds honor. Let's talk about that word life. What is life? Life is full, abundant existence. That's what life is. Life is full, abundant existence. And you might put it like this way. This is life the way God intended it to be. This is life the way, it, the way God says it's supposed to be. Let me ask you a question. How many people today, you, you go through your day, go through your week, and you meet people every day who don't live life the way God intended it to be lived? How many people do you come across like that? That they do not live life the way God intended it to be. But you know what? It's not just lost people. It's Christians too. Christians not living life. How life is supposed to be lived. How God intended it to be. Full, abundant existence. John 10.10 I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. Excuse me. So he finds this full, abundant life. You know what else he finds? He finds righteousness. He finds acceptance by God's perfect standard and adherence to God's perfect standard. And then it says he finds honor. What is honor? Honor is God's glory. Honor is is, is God's honor is upon this man or woman or this person. Uh, That has made righteousness and mercy his life's pursuit. You know, when God places honor on you, you know what he does? He places a high price tag on you. You actually become valuable to God when he puts his honor on you. And what do you do with your valuables? You take care of them. You take care of them. There are very few, if my house was on fire, there would very, very few things I'd run in after. But I tell you, if I was going to run into a burning building for something, it'd be something with, of some value. You see, God, when, when God places his honor on you, God places his value on you. Now, let me tell you something. This is value that the world doesn't recognize. The world doesn't recognize this type of value. But God does. God recognizes this type of value. Now, there's a condition on this verse. If you follow after these things, you will find these things. Isn't that interesting? If you read your Bible cover to cover, Genesis to Revelation, you're going to find a principle throughout that book. It is a principle that is from cover to cover. It is a truth of God. It is a promise of God. And it is this principle of sowing and reaping. You will reap what you sow. You will get what you give. You will reap what you sow. You will get what you go after. That principle is throughout God's Bible. The Bible says in John Uh, James 4.8, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. How many of us are grateful for that promise? How many of us are grateful for that? Not that he might draw nigh to you, but that he will draw nigh to you. I don't know if some of you are hard to get a hold of. I know some people that are extremely hard to get a hold of. And uh, I know that sometimes I'm hard to get a hold of. But you know what? I'm very thankful that every single time I try to draw close to God, He in turn tries to draw close to me. And He will come. If I come for Him, He will come for me. And I am so thankful that I have a promise like that in the Word of God. If you look for God, you will find Him. Second Chronicles 15, 2. And he went out to meet Asa and, and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while ye be with him. Listen to this. And if ye seek him, he will be found of you. But if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. Judah had been so long without God, but all they had to do was turn back to him. Verse number 15 of that same chapter. And all Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with their heart and sought him with their whole desire, and he was found of them, and the Lord gave them rest round about. Isn't this a tremendous promise? Isn't this such a great promise in the word of God that you get what you go after, you reap what you sow? If you're looking for God, you pursue and follow after him, he will find you. Isn't that interesting? Matthew 7, 7. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. I'm telling you, I am glad I've got a God that has given me those types of promises. I'm glad I serve a Jesus that gives me that those types of promises in His Word. You get what... You go after. Now, I've got some observations about Proverbs 21, 21 this morning. They're obvious observations. You're going to call me Captain Obvious when this is over. Okay. They're very obvious observations. But I think it's observations that we really need to be reminded of this morning. I've got three main points. Point number one, you always get what? You go after. You always get what you go after. I want you to look at the first statement of the verse. He that followeth after what? Righteousness. Okay. What's the middle thing that he finds? Righteousness. Isn't that amazing? If you go after righteousness, you will find righteousness. The Bible is very clear about this. It does not say if you go after righteousness, you will find unrighteousness. That's not what the Bible says. There is no unrighteousness with God. There is no unrighteousness. Hebrews 6.10, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. We have to get out of this mentality of thinking there's a mentality out there and mostly it's from young people young people have this mentality and it's this mentality that if i follow after righteousness if i follow after god he is going to put me in a place that will make me absolutely miserable if i give god my life then he's going to send me to africa or something if I give God my life, he's going to put me somewhere where I am absolutely miserable. But I'm here to tell you today that that's not how God works. That's not how God works. You follow righteousness, you find righteousness. I've recently been, uh, been reading some posts from a missionary that we just took on, the Raleigh Hill, to Argentina. Because of this whole coronavirus thing, the the whole country of Argentina has locked down and they haven't been able to get back to their mission field, get back to their home. So they've been having to spend some extra time here stateside and he's trying to pick up a few meetings while he's here. But, you know, um, you'd think that they would be relieved that they get to spend a little more time stateside, eat a few more Big Macs. Eat a few more whoppers, stuff you can't get over there. You understand that when he goes back to Argentina, they have to travel four hours over a mountain range into another country just to go to Walmart. Just to go to Walmart. So you'd think that you know they would, you know, be thankful they get to spend a little bit more time in the U.S. You'd think they'd be a little happier to stay here longer but you'd be wrong you'd be wrong they can't wait to get back to the mission field he has said there's no place else on earth that he would rather be they're more miserable here than they are at the mission field that mission field is their home it's where they want to be how in the world can that be well that's our God that's our God Why? Because when God sets his will, he gives you enough grace to thrive in the middle of it. When God sets forth his will, he gives you the right amount of grace that you need to absolutely thrive in the middle of that will more so than you can thrive anywhere else. He that followeth Righteousness findeth it. Young person, you are not going to be miserable inside the will of God. You absolutely will not be. You will be more happy than you've ever been in your life. Now, let let me say that the opposite is true as well. When you follow after unrighteousness, that's what you get. That's what you find. I'm going to show you a few verses in the Bible. Now, these are some Old Testament verses where the word pursueth is used, but it's the same Hebrew word as followeth. Proverbs eleven nineteen: 19. As righteousness tendeth to life, so he, that pursueth eats who, so he that pursueth evil pursueth it to his own death. Isn't that interesting? Evil produces death. Proverbs 13, 21, evil pursues sinners, but to the righteous good shall be repaid. Man, we see this principle of getting what you go after and reaping what you sow all throughout the word of God. It's promised here. Now, this reminds me of Galatians 6, 8. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life. Everlasting. You ever know somebody that they follow after the deceitful pleasures of sin and then they're shocked when they get the fruit of sin? They're absolutely shocked. They pursued after the deceitful pleasures and maybe at first there's a little initial sweet taste, but then they get the fruit and the consequences of their sin and they're actually shocked. That they got that. And then they say things like, I thought God wanted me to be happy. Hmm. Hmm. You know what the bottom line is? The bottom line is that if you sow in the flesh, you reap in the flesh. You sow in the spirit, you reap in the spirit. So guess what? We get what we go after. Matthew 5 6 blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled so this is the conclusion of the first point here is that you always get what you go after now I'm ready to give you my second point but let me say first off this second point is probably the hardest point I know it's the hardest point for me and it's this here's point number two. First, you get what you go after, and number two, you generally get after you go after. So you always get what you sow, but then you always get after you sow. So there's a time period of investment and the fruit coming later. Now let me tell you something. There are wonderful, great, Amazing present joys to be enjoyed today, living the Christian life, living for God, serving Jesus, being a Christian, coming to church, giving your life to him. There are wonderful present joys that you can enjoy today, but the best is yet to come. But just because the best is yet to come doesn't mean you can't enjoy it today. Our treasures are laid up in heaven. But let me say this. I want to say this to the young people. Look at me, young people. Young people, you can ask any adult in this room. Not one of them will tell you that they regret serving God. Not one of them. Not one of them. In fact, the only regret that most of these adults in here have is not serving God sooner. But you will not find one person in this room, one adult person in this room that says that they regret serving God. But there are other things that they regret. Mainly one of them is not serving God sooner. But you're not going to regret serving the Lord. Psalms 19, 5 and 6, the Lord, this isn't it, I want you to listen to this, this David is saying a very interesting thing. David is giving an illustration here. Psalms 19, 5 through 6, the Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. What is he saying here? He is saying here, he is saying that God's will is like a piece of property okay and I David is saying I can step back and I can look at that piece of property and I can look at the boundary lines that God has set for me and those boundary lines have failed in pleasant places that means he's content he's happy with what God has set out for him isn't that interesting Psalm 1611, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures evermore. Now look, we're still remembering that the best is yet to come, but there are joys in the present. But I want you to notice also the sequence of this verse. First, you follow, then you find. But it's not vice versa. It's not you find and then follow. That's not not how this works. You know what that's an example of? That's an example of somebody that says, when God starts doing for me, I'll start doing for God. We see people like that all the time. I'm sorry, Hoss, but that's not the order here. That's not how this verse is, is laid out. I pursue the Lord by faith, and then I'm given the promise of finding. So many Christians say, when God starts doing for me, I'll start doing for him. And that's not how this thing thing works. James 5, 7. Now wait a second. This next word, some people consider it a bad word, but I'm going to read it to you. Be patient. Be patient, therefore, brethren, under the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he received the early and latter rain. Patience was bad enough, but now you're going to go and put the word long in front of it. Now I got to have long patience. I want it and I want it now. Verse eight. He says it again, be also patient, establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord, draweth nigh. You know what that's like? That's like a farmer saying to his helper, hey, you know that, those, that field of corn we planted a couple of weeks ago? Go check on it for me. So the, the, the helper goes out, to the, goes out to the field and he sees each, each row and it's just dirt. There's nothing come up yet. So he gets down on his knees, and he takes out his little pocket knife, and he starts digging away and scraping away at the dirt, and he pulls out a corn seed, a corn kernel. He pulls one out, and he sees that a few little white strands have just started to poke out of the corn. It's just, it's just been a week or two, nothing's over the ground, but man, that corn seed is just a couple of white strands of roots are starting to Starting to pop out of that corn. You know what the helper doesn't do? The helper doesn't yell back at the farmer. Hey, it's ready. Bring the combine. Doesn't say that. Puts it back in the ground. Covers it back up. Because it's not time yet. There's still some waiting to do. And that's why a lot of Christians don't go to church anymore. Because they weren't patient enough to wait on God's fruit. And they said, you know what? I tried this church thing for a while. It didn't work out. It didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen. So I'm going to move on down the road and try something else. You got to be patient. The fruit will come. So first, you get what you go after. Then you get after you go after. And then number three, you always get more than you go after. You always get more. First, I want to tell you this morning, you always get numerically more. You see, he followeth after righteousness, that's one. And mercy, that's two. And then he findeth life That's one. Righteousness, two. And honor, that's three. That's a pretty good return. He went after two things and he got three things. Now, I've never been pretty. I've never been good at math, but that sounds like a good deal to me. I'd be happy with that uh, eight days a week. You know, that that that's not going to be a problem. You know, Uh, that sounds pretty good to me. Not only do you get more numerically, you know you get more graciously too. James 4, 6 says, but he giveth more grace. Christian, I'm here to tell you today that Satan wants desperately for you to believe that the world has more to offer to you than God does, but James makes it clear that God gives more grace. No matter what the world has to offer you, no matter what your flesh thinks it's getting, no matter what the pleasures of sin has to offer, God always gives more. He gives more grace. Remember, we said righteousness is acceptance by God's standard and adherence to God's standard. But in and of ourselves, that's impossible. It's impo- Righteousness is impossible for us. Why? Because we don't have it in us. We don't have it in us. You know, what, you know what the book of Isaiah says? That our righteousness is as filthy, putrid, stinking rags of lepers. That's what our righteousness is. So I'm following and pursuing this righteousness that in and of itself, in and of it myself, it's impossible for me to attain. Ah. But then along with the righteousness, I'm also seeking mercy. I'm seeking mercy. So I pursue not only righteousness, but righteousness that is attained by mercy through faith. And this is the grace of God. You see, I pursue something That I cannot attain in and of myself, but I seek it in conjunction with mercy. And get this, then when I throw mercy in there, I get the thing that I can't attain on my own. You know why I need God's mercy? Because I can't get God's righteousness on my own. And he knew that. And that's why he was merciful to me. Because I couldn't get that righteousness on my own. So I seek righteousness and I seek mercy. And Then you get more relationally. He that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth life. You know, ultimately, life is not a thing. Life is not an idea. In America, we hear this phrase all the time. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness... Almost like it's a thing. It's an idea. But I'm here to tell you something this morning, Christian. Life is not a thing. Life is not an idea. Life is a person. In him is life. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son hath not life. All of creation, at creation, God breathed in the man's nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. So life is not a thing. Life is not an idea. Life is a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. He is the life. Think about the resurrection life that we have. My body may die, my soul never will, but even if my body dies, one day it will be rose again, it will be resurrected, and I'll be given a new body, a glorified body. What a precious promise that we have in Jesus Christ. So I want you to know When we seek God, He gives us more. When we seek after these things, uh, when you seek after righteousness and mercy, you get more numerically, you get more graciously, you get more relationally, and you get more eternally. He that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth life, righteousness, and what's that final word? Honor. Honor. Honor is... God highly valuing the one that made the pursuit of their life righteousness and mercy. He causes that person to find life in Jesus Christ, to find righteousness in God, and to find that honor. Let me read for you John 12, 26. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Jesus said, if you follow me, you're going to be where I'm at. You're going to be where I'm at. If you serve me and you follow me, one day there is coming a day when God is going to put a high price tag on you. That's only if you pursue me, if you follow after me. Let me tell you something. We're going to suffer in this world. We're going to suffer. Especially Christians are going to suffer. We're going to suffer, and it's not going to be fun, and it's not going to be pleasant, and it's going to be painful, and we're going to have to bear a cross. But I want to remind you today, we may bear a cross now, but one day there'll be a crown. There'll be a crown one day. A crown awaits. And he made a promise. He made a promise to me and he made a promise to you that if you serve me and you follow after me and you live for me and you seek my righteousness and you seek my mercy, I will give you I will give you what you're coming after. I will give you after you go after. I will give you more than you sought after. And it's not a maybe. It's not a might. It's a not a hope. So it's a promise. I want to close with just a couple of questions. Question number one. What is it you're going after today? What are you going after? A relationship? A car? Retirement? You may or may not get those things. But are we looking for the right thing? Bible says in Matthew 6 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Not all things you want, all things you need. Let me ask another question. When you come to church. Are you playing a part? Because followeth does not mean Performing. Follow with means pursuing. You're pursuing after this righteousness and mercy. Righteousness and mercy that I can't attain on my own. Righteousness that I can't attain on my own. That's why I need his mercy. You know what righteousness does? God's righteousness alone tells me that I'm not good enough. But then when you add God's mercy... That his mercy tells me that he's enough for me. And if I live my life seeking out those things, what will I find? I will find life, abundant, great life in Jesus. Life the way life is supposed to be lived, life the way it's meant to be lived. Not only will I have eternal life in Jesus Christ, but I'll be happy and I'll have the Holy Spirit and, and uh, I'll, I'll be in the will of God and then I'll find righteousness. And all that righteousness that I'm seeking after, I'll find that righteousness. Then I'll find honor from God. That sounds like a pretty good deal to me. What's the point of the message today? point of the message, what it boils down to is live for God. Pursue Him. Follow after Him. Who is righteousness? Jesus is righteousness. Who is mercy? Jesus is mercy. He is he's even the life. He is everything in that verse. Don't make living for God a hobby. Make living for God your life's pursuit.